0: you're listening to the mcr tmi podcast which is brought to you by the wiggle manchester half marathon today we're chatting to Stuart holcroft who is a mental health expert and we delve into some common challenges runners face when taking on a half marathon You can find more articles and downloads in the MCR TMI series by visiting the Wiggle Manchester Half Marathon website, mcrhalf.co.uk.
1: A very big welcome to Stuart Holcroft who joins us from Fearless Living. Uh, Welcome along Stuart. Thank you very much, nice to be here. And uh, Stuart, if you wouldn't mind starting off uh, explaining a little bit about uh, Fearless Living and yourself and, and your job day to day. Yeah, sure. So Fearless Living is a, a company I set up after
0: leaving the uh, the Royal Air Force um, several years ago. I'm using a background of um, psychology, uh, neuro-linguistic programming, heart math, breathing techniques, timeline therapy, and some other um, therapeutic systems as well. Um, and what I've been doing is focusing on people that have um, things inside their brain that don't quite work properly. Um, so whether it's um, a fear or a phobia of something, or whether it's a uh, an unfulfilled dream or goal or ambition or just just some general nervousness around um, life uh, and, and those type of things um, I've, I've also worked with the, um, the thing called the warrior program which is about helping ex-armed forces people and ex-emergency services people to uh, to overcome their uh, post traumatic stress disorder as well as some other mental um, issues they've had from their time in service of uh, everybody else. Um, so that was a great, rewarding thing to do um, in terms of giving them something back for themselves in order to um, to thank them for their service. Um, so that was a, a really great thing. Um, so some of the phobias I've worked with are, <laughs> crikey, you name it really, um, so things like heights, animals, um, death, clowns, uh, open water, flying dentists. You know, you, you keep going on because people have these fears and phobias. Flying um, and dentists, I've rather than specifically flying dentists. <laughs> that would be really interesting to try and uh, fix that one, actually, because um, there's, there's, there's several things interwoven inside people's brains for that. Um, I've also been working with um, car companies um, to help their managers to spot signs of mental health um, in their people and also putting some positive things in place to, uh, to help them to, uh, to stop the things happening in the first case.
1: Brilliant. Well, well, you sound like a, a very busy gent. Um, obviously, a lot of people listening to this now will be taking part in the Wiggle Manchester Half, which takes place on the 13th of October. Um, I've heard, but I don't necessarily understand that running is really good for your mental health. Um, is that the case, and, and why do you think that is? Yeah, it absolutely is.
0: I mean, in terms of the um, the, the chemicals and uh, and all the things that happen inside our bodies. Um, you know obviously when we're thinking negatively and there's this there's, there's bad stuff happening inside our brains so i don't want to get technical at all and um, we, we release certain chemicals and those chemicals have an adverse effect and they bring us down a little bit uh, in terms of making us depressed and thinking internally and um, particularly with introverted people as well who tend to analyze things internally rather than extroverts who generally tend to get out there and, uh, and sort things out themselves with other people and um, but Again, running uh, releases endorphins, as you well know, in your body, which gives that good feel-good factor. Um, you've also got the um, added bonus of the muscles are um, activated, which starts to uh, to break down fats and and other things inside the body, and um, all of which will help you to uh, improve your own self-image. And um, so, in terms of the the, the 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 chemical rush it gives your body, um, that's a very positive thing for uh, for mental health.
1: Fantastic, and. I think, especially at the stage we're talking now, we're um, a few months away from the event. Um, something I've experienced myself, and I'm sure others will, will be the um, putting off of starting the training. Kind of the hardest step is sometimes getting out there. How do, can we convince ourselves to to just get going? Really, put off the, the fear of failure. I imagine it might be. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right, Chris.
0: There are so many things around the the, the fear of failure the fear of getting injured the fear of bumping into somebody you don't want to bump into so many things at are, are, are play here the very best thing you can do is make a commitment to yourself in a diary and say i will go for a run on that particular date at that particular time and then at that particular date and that time put your kit on and then take the first step because if you don't take the first step you won't do anything at all and the, and the key thing in a lot of um therapeutic situations to help people with, it's about taking that first step. If you think about um, walking on fire, for example, you know, you've got a you've got a, a situation where you're going to be walking on a, a bed of fire. Um, you kind of understand it. You know, if you get to the other end of it, it'll feel very good for you. It's all about taking that first step. So the fewer things you have in your way, the more likely you are to take that first step. So diarize it, put it as a definite commitment to yourself, absolutely wholeheartedly go for it in terms of your own personal commitment, then at that time, put your kit on and take that first step out the door.
1: Fantastic. I mean, that's uh, excellent advice. Thank you, yeah. And And um, I guess there's many reasons, as you touched on, that somebody could feel uh, a little bit anxious about going out and doing a run, you know, yeah. be body conscious, it could be a uh, fear of failure and stuff. Um, how? would somebody start to go about understanding their their um feelings and and anxiety like that and obviously once they discover them kind of take the next steps to, to getting over. um
0: so there's a couple of things in that that one question there chris if i can just start on one um, so yeah. how, how might they feel um uh, a bit um anxious or frustrated or nervous about the whole thing how might that happen it might be a kind of fear of open spaces. It might be a fear of, as I said before, bumping into somebody that you didn't expect to into, or fear of falling over or whatever. Um, so, how, so how do you identify those things in the first place? Take a personal stock check and think, you know, what is it? What is it inside my brain that's stopping me from doing this thing? Then once you've analysed that, think, right, so that's, that's how, how it is right now. How would it be if the direct opposite of that was true? So, if for example you were scared about um, falling over, for example, scared about falling over, I recognize that. What would be the opposite like? How would it be if I just did a great run, had a great time, felt really positive about the whole thing, and then focused on that positive thing instead? Um, Things like um, agoraphobia for fear of open spaces. If you are scared of open spaces, think to yourself, right, I'm in my own body, I'm in my own clothes that I've chosen to wear. What would it be like if I'm totally focused on me, myself and the feeling inside myself of room? So again, yeah. it's, it's about taking the stop check. What is it that stops you? What would be the
1: opposite like? And then just focus on that, that positive thing. Brilliant. Um, thank you very much. And um, one thing um, that I hear quite a lot when I speak to people who are taking part in events is they find that the thought of the actual event day quite daunting and uh, they feel like um, they're not necessarily sure what to expect and they can get um, quite anxious in the week leading up to it or even on the actual morning of the event. What's the best way to kind of um, deal with those feelings so close? OK, so um, I'm an introvert.
0: I, I internalise things all the time. I'm, I'm also um, slightly socially anxious. So if I go to a big crowd, I feel very alone in the crowd, personally. Um, so again, what I focus on and what I suggest other people should focus on as well is what are you there for? What's the end point of this? Will I feel safe during the whole thing? So as long as those, those questions you can answer yourself. So what am I here for? I'm here because it's with a group or it's for a, uh, a charitable event or it's for my mental health. What is it? Then how are you going to feel at the end of that? So you're going to feel euphoria. You're going to feel like you're part of a big group, you've raised some money or whatever. And then, am I going to be safe? Well, at a big event, do you know what? You're much safer at a big event than you are running along the cloud side on your own. Um, so when you've got all the infrastructure, you've got all the ambulance support, should that horrible event be needed? But you've got all that safety structure at a big event. So you're much more likely at a big event like your event in, in October
1: to be really well supported and scaffolded by the whole experience. Fantastic. Uh, I, well, I'm feeling more relaxed already, just hearing about that. So uh, wonderful. Um,
0: yeah, can I just, sorry, can I just have another thing as well there, Chris? Yeah, for um,
1: sure. So the breathing is, um, as you
0: as you very well know, when you're running, breathing is a very big thing. Yeah. Um, so uh, again, just by controlling your breathing can help you to stop feeling anxiety. Um, so by take, if, if you're breathing in an anxious way, you're breathing from the very top of your chest. And it's very shallow and it's very quick which causes your brain to ad- react, so react in a, in a bad way. If you okay. control your breathing by going for uh, belly breaths, as in breathing from below the diaphragm, pushing your belly out as you breathe in, bringing it back in again, the five second cycles, and um, that gives your heart the correct resonance to just calm down. Okay. So that belly breathing can help you just to focus on breathing rather than the anxiety of the event as well. So it's about distracting your brain from the potentially nasty experience in just yeah. thinking about yourself centering yourself and calming calming your brain down
1: that's a really good practical bit of advice thank you I will try that next time I'm uh, feeling that way for sure um, kind of jumping a little bit now to to after the event because I, we see so many massive high moments as people cross the finish line and it's a, a huge uh, achievement uh, for anybody to complete a half marathon but certainly a lot of people felt um, they'd never necessarily get there uh, when they started their training. Um, one thing I, I, I would compare it to kind of what they call the holiday blues, when, when you're back and it's done. How do we keep ourselves motivated when we, we've achieved what we set out to do and rather than just going back to the sofa, keep going?
0: Uh, yes, it's about motivation to get back to the next event or the next do the next run or training event on your own. So what, what you can do using um, a system um, through neurolinguistic programming is you can harness the feeling you get at the very end of the, the race. So what you can do is as you're feeling that huge emotional high, um, everything's running through your your body in terms of the endorphins and the chemicals which are all working through your brain, what you can do is you can squeeze your thumb and forefinger together and re- and what's called anchor, that feeling, that emotion, that very positive emotion into your thumb and forefinger. You know, so thumb things, and forefinger yeah, together. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, so squeeze it together really tight. You know, have all that emotion squirming through your body and going outside into other people as well. Um, again, there's some great science about you can pass electrons and magnetism to other people. So feel that and still squeeze your thumb and forefinger together. Do that a few times whilst you're in that euphoric um, rush. And then next time you, you're feeling a little bit um, less um, optimized, shall we say, squeeze your thumb and forefinger together, and you should get that same feeling coursing through your body. So, again, that, that, can, that can reinforce the great high that you get at the run when you're feeling a bit, a little bit low. Perhaps when you're putting your trainers on next time for a, for a training run, yeah. squeeze your thumb and forefinger together and just think, right, that's what I'm going for, that feeling that again. Um, and in really? terms of motivation, Chris, you did ask about, um, you know, how do I get motivated after you've had that? Yeah. That will recreate the feeling. But again, why is it that you want to run? What What's the great feeling that you get? What's the endorphin rush? Yeah, what's that that feeling? And concentrate on that positive side of things rather than it's cold, it's wet, it's in Manchester, it's November. Think about what's it like when I get that, that, that big rush goes through my body?
1: Absolutely. Okay, fantastic. Um, an area I am not as clued up as I should be um, but I believe, it is, I believe it's believe is related to, to mental health quite a bit. It's nutrition um, and is how we, we or what we put inside our body related to how our mental side works. Yeah, absolutely. So nutrition and
0: can I throw water into that as well? For sure hi- hydration's a big thing as well. So the nutrition side, I'm, I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a, an expert in, um, in in food at all. Just get, just clear that up straight away. Um, but obviously, if you take lots of sugar on board, obviously, you'll have a spike of energy through your body. The body will then process that really quickly and then decline as your system hits empty again. So very definite. It's about slow-release carbohydrates, as you very well know. Um, but again, I'm not going to delve in too much detail in terms of the, the nutrition for that side of things. As long as you are feeling, you know, obviously, try things out months before you go for the run. Uh, where are we now? July, October. Uh, so, you've got a few months now to try things out, try different combinations of food before you go out. Um, but the, the hydration side of things, um, we are um, between 60 and 80% water as a human being. And um, so, if you're not keeping yourself hydrated, your cells will all work at a suboptimal level, and therefore, you're not going to give yourself the best. So, if you can hydrate yourself properly, um, if you can find some figure somewhere on the internet that says how much people should drink, I'd be amazed because I've been looking for for so long; it's unbelievable. Um, so I guess people, it's for everyone, right? People talk about two liters, but if there's somebody who's twenty stone versus somebody who's eight uh, eight stone in weight, would they both need two liters of water? Obviously not. And um, so, one of the one of the best things I've heard about is thirty milliliters of sorry, twenty milliliters of water per kilogram of body mass. Um, And that, for me, of of my size about seventy kilograms, works out to be about two liters. Um, Okay. Well, that's uh, that's a very little bit. giving you the wrong figure there. The figure is thirty milliliters per
1: kilogram of body mass. Okay, so thirty milliliters per kilogram. So we can all get our calculators out now and uh, work out exactly how much water we should be drinking. Brilliant. And. one thing I'd be really interested to find out more about, if, if you wouldn't mind um, uh, explaining to me, is how we can take this uh, achievement and great feeling we have when we're out running or just finish the run and use that positivity in the other aspects of our life, so maybe at home or at work. Um, what's the best way to kind of um, harness that, that power we release? One of the Best things um, that I think in terms
0: of um, encouraging positive mental health in people is to care for others. So, if you can take the the strong message that I've just been on this great run in Manchester, it was super well organized, I got through, it was a really good experience, I'm I'm safe, I'm feeling fit and healthy, encouraging others to go on the next run uh, will be a great thing for you to do in terms of taking that positivity forward. Um, and equally, um, if you learn something about, uh, I don't know, nutrition or hydration, pass the message on. Because the more we're thinking about other people, it takes us outside of our own heads and therefore into other people's heads, which, again, reduces our own anxiety about self. Um, yeah. does, that, does that answer your question, sorry?
1: Yeah, I, I think so. I think it answers a better question than, than what I actually asked. But um, <laughs> uh, the, um, I guess what I was thinking of is kind of weird... Will this um, positivity I get and the, the endorphins and everything else help me, things like stress at work, sleep at home and so forth. Will that come naturally or is there anything I can do to, to help that?
0: Um, certainly the, um, the, the the breathing, so certainly the sense of positivity you get from being in, a, in, in an event um, such as yours in October and, and subsequent events, um, the, the feeling you get from that will be such a high that you'll be able to draw on that. And again, if you can harness that feeling by your thumb and forefinger squeezing it together you can take that forward into other events Um, but again if if you think about the fact that you've overcome some anxiety issues because you've just gone and done it you can then use that for further positive events in the future so if for example you want to do some uh public speaking or speaking at a um some major family event again you could do that breathing technique that I told you about—belly breathing for five seconds in, five seconds out. Squeeze that positivity out of your thumb and forefinger, and then you could take that 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 whole feeling into uh, into whatever it is you're going to be doing in the future.
1: Fantastic! Thank you very much, um, Stuart. It's been wonderful speaking to you. How could um, we find out more about yourself and uh, what Fearless Living does? Uh, thanks, thanks for the, uh, the opportunity. Um, so I have a, a website which is
0: um, fearless-living.co.uk. Um, remember the hyphen between that's uh, quite a clear distinction because there, there's a big event in there's a big organisation in in uh, USA uh, that does similar. So mine's got the hyphen in the middle. Fearless-living.co.uk, um, and I, I I talk on there about um, you know how people might be feeling, how they how they should seek help, and, and some hints and hints and advice as well. And there's also a free um, um, sign-up, free hints and tips thing on that uh, website as well.
1: Fantastic. Well, really appreciate your uh, time, Uh, Stuart, um, at Holcroft. um, We are uh, hugely appreciative. See you on the start line in October, maybe? (laughs) We'll we'll see. (laughs) Lovely. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to the MCR TMI podcast. Remember you can find more articles and information on the official Wiggle Manchester Heart website where you can also register to take part in the 2019 event on Sunday the 13th of October. MCRhalf.co.uk